Welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. Hey, Nittany Lion fans. Welcome back to the Nittany Blues podcast. Today, we are going to recap Penn State's 60-46 to victory over the Delaware State Hornets. Uh, this is going to be our last episode before the new year, and Penn State is heading into uh, January with four consecutive wins. And while these past three wins have not been Penn State's best performance, uh, it is a positive to head into the new year with. Uh, they did not lose any games that are going to dangerously hurt the resume for the NCAA tournament. However, uh, the games have been very sloppy at times, and Penn State is don't definitely needs to clean up a lot of things, or else they're not going to be winning a lot of games in January and February. Uh, so this was a kind of unique game going against Delaware State. Delaware State was definitely... Uh, undermatched athletically, Penn State did have a lot more athleticism. Uh, Delaware State counteracted this by playing a 1-3-1 zone defense, which is pretty uncommon in college basketball to see a zone defense, especially a 1-3-1. Uh, the 1-3-1 is uh, very easy to expose, especially along the baseline and the corner threes. And if you're a basketball team, the corner three is one of the best shots because it is the distance is a little bit shorter in the corner as opposed to shooting from the wings or the top of the key. And this is even more exaggerated in the NBA when they had add an extra couple feet in addition to what the, the college three-point line is. So uh, Penn State got a lot of good looks early. Uh, Delaware State was just really content playing that 1-3-1 one, one defense to keep Jalen Pickett out of the paint because he is our best offensive weapon. So, you know, Delaware State was content with this. Uh, we found lots of guys for open corn threes. However, uh, they were not falling early for Penn State. And on the defensive end, Penn State did play pretty well for the most part defensively. I thought they could have rebounded a little better. They only out-rebounded Delaware State 36-34. to But the defensive end was pretty good tonight. They held Delaware State to 22 points in the first half. However, Penn State wasn't scoring, and they only had 27 points at halftime to give the team a five-point lead. You could tell uh, Coach Cruz is definitely uh, frustrated that the team wasn't able to create a bigger gap because this would have been a really great opportunity to get some of those freshmen some experience and some more minutes. Uh, we, we did have, uh, Keba had a pretty solid game today. He got 18 minutes, had six points and five rebounds, uh, made the most of his opportunities. I thought he did pretty well on the defensive end too, just, uh, making sure that, um, you know, Delaware state wasn't getting any easy buckets, but you got to give Delaware state the credit. They were the, the better shooting team today. They were 38% from three and Penn state was only 25. So Delaware State made the most of their opportunities. However, uh, later in the game, uh, Penn State was the team 
who with, with about eight minutes to go, they, they started to uh, kind of put Delar stay at arm's length and create a, a 10 point gap or, or separation. And th- this came uh, later in the game when um, Delaware State started to gradually lose that lead and they realized, hey, we got to mix it up. Penn State has figured out the zone and we need to uh, play some man to man defense. From that point on forward, it was it was just the Jalen Pickett show. Uh, he had most of his points later in that second half towards the end of the game to finish with uh, 10 points, four rebounds and six assists. Uh, wasn't Jalen's best day as he did have four turnovers, which is uh, very uncharacteristic of Jalen. Um, but, you know, Penn State got thrown something different at them today with the one three one zone. And if you're a, a coach, look, you're going to be looking at this film and saying, hey, maybe we should try that. Um, I am more of a fan of the two three zone as a defense because you're not giving the opponent such um, open threes in the corner and if Penn state's having one of these nights where they're not hitting a lot of their three pointers, then the two, three zone is, is definitely a good way to go to keep Jalen Pickett out of the paint. Uh, and you can make it easier to double team and uh, makes it harder for Penn state to create scoring opportunities. So I, that was something I took away from this game. That was interesting. Um, Nitty line fans, I think got a really nice early Christmas gift. It was great to see Seth Lonnie back today. He was Penn State's leading scorer. He had 30 minutes and in that time got 15 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, along with uh, a block and a steal and zero turnovers. Uh, He was the only starter today that had zero turnovers. So you love to see that uh, from Seth and his first game back, just having immediate success. Uh, He was a guy who just was getting tons of rebounds today. he had about almost one third of the team's rebounds. So he was just, uh, you know, a magnet today. He was really going after the ball and the the ball seemed to go to his hand like a magnet. So it was great to see that from him. Uh, so re- he looked really good. The, the ankle looked as good as you could imagine, especially with the scary fall he did have about a week and a half ago. So I'm definitely very relieved that he's back and he's healthy and he's good to go. When I saw the starting lineup, I was like saying to myself, why are we playing Seth this early and risking him re-aggravating that ankle? I was really not happy with that decision, especially since we were a 30-point favorite over Delaware State. I figured this was a game that Penn State would be able to win without him and hopefully going all in for him to come back against Iowa if he was close. So I was really worried about him re-aggravating that injury. However, uh, no issues today. He looked good, and it's nice to have him back. And he he's one of the the handful of guys we have that's very reliable uh, knocking down threes. So we got Funk and Lundy, uh, Cam Winter solid, Miles Dredd's good, Mikey Hen's been good, Dallian Johnson. But the thing that Seth Lundy has is that he's able to create his own shot, which a lot of the other guys really have a difficult time doing. So that is why Seth Lundy's role is so important. In addition... He is uh, not only the team's second leading or third leading scorer, he's the second leading rebounder, and he's one of the team's best defensive players. So, you know, his his presence on the court is really important, and uh, Penn State is very fortunate to get him back. Uh, their next game will be home uh, New Year's Day versus Iowa at 5.30 p.m. tip-off at the BJC. So that'll be a great time. Hopefully we get a big crowd like we had tonight. Uh, the crowd was 
really filled. And I think it might have even been as big as the uh, Michigan State crowd if you exclude the students not being there. Uh, I, I believe there was a promotion day where they had uh, kids could get in for a discounted price or for free. So, yeah, definitely a lot of families there today uh, showing up and supporting the Nittany Lions. So moving on to players of the game, I I had to go with Seth Lundy first and foremost. Uh, to show that toughness, uh, to come back from an injury and playing with confidence, that's really difficult to do, especially when the injury looked as bad as it did. So really happy to see him and his performance. We, we talked about the stats. So I'm not going to go into that too much. Uh, so that's why he earned my Fidali Fighter Award. I think he was their best player today by far. Uh, the Bird Brawler Award, I have to give this one to Andrew Funk. And he had a very high percentage of Penn State's threes today. He was four for 10, and Penn State only made nine threes the entire game. So he was shooting 40%, and the team's average was 25. So if you exclude those numbers, the team is shooting five for 26, which is below 20%. So it was a really rough day for Penn State behind the arc. And if they shoot like that, they are not going to win any Big Ten games. So they really need to get their act together because the defense is only going to get you so far. And they were very fortunate that it happened yet again to a, a team that has inferior talent. So uh, Delaware State should never have been this close. Uh, they should have never been within three points of us within the uh, early parts of the second half. So yeah, Penn State has to you know, execute at a high level on both ends of the court. So um, hopefully they take this as a learning experience. If they see a one, three, one zone, hopefully they can capitalize on those opportunities and perform at a higher level. And our last player uh, will award for the Mahoney Mahler. I think we're going to give this award to Evan Mahaffey. Um, He only got five minutes tonight, but I really liked what I saw from him. You know, he played with a lot of hustle. He had some really aggressive uh, drives to the rim. Uh, he made one layup where I thought he was actually fouled, and the Delaware State player got away with the foul. And then the second one, uh, they did get the foul, and he was uh, one for two from the free throw line. So I thought he he brought some great energy, and he um, did some really good things tonight. Um, we really didn't see a ton from the, the other freshmen. We saw some... Jameel Brown a little bit, which I'm happy he is guy that's getting more time on the court. And this is a really good, good matchup. It didn't end up going uh, his way scoring points wise, but he got eight minutes at three rebounds was a nice contributor on the glass. Uh, he only did take one three point field goal. Uh, didn't fall, but um, you know, he, he hits those shots at a high percentage. So having him, uh, you know, as a shooter, and spacing the floor with that one three one zone. That was a good matchup for Jamil Brown and his talents. So that went pretty, pretty well for, for him. But, uh, you know, good to see him out there. Uh, Dallin Johnson, tough shooting night, one for five from the field, uh, oh, two from three. Uh, Mikey Hen had a pretty good game. He had 10 minutes for four points, two rebounds, and an assist. So uh, he, he had a solid game. Miles Dredd was two for six, uh, six points from the field and four rebounds and uh, two steals. So he's doing some work on the defensive end as well. So, uh, yeah, tough night for a lot of different guys. Cam Winter, one of seven. Uh, Pickett was more finding other guys tonight. He had a good shooting percentage from the field. He was four from eight. He just didn't take as many shots and 
he was more looking to find those open shooters due to the the one three zone and the opportunities that that provided. Um, however, something I would like to see the team do differently next time they they have a zone is they need to do a better job of getting guys like Keba Jai involved. And if they can get him involved um, on that low post where uh, the other team had a forward and not their center, the center was playing up towards the free throw line area in their 1-3-1. So that would have been a great opportunity for uh, Keba to get some quick points, post him up, and you know create those opportunities. So I think that's something that they could do in the future to score some more points should they uh, face another defense like that. Uh, one guy who had a, a rough night was uh, Demetrius Lilly. Uh, he only got one minute tonight, and Coach Ruse, uh, you, you knew why. Uh, you could hear he was unhappy. Uh, he he committed the foul early, uh, got his feet in the air, fouled a Delaware State player. And they got some free throws, and you know then after uh, on a, the next series, Delaware State had a player get fouled, and um, he gave up a rebound to. Um, the Delaware state player who he was much larger than uh, he, he just didn't execute on his box out. And uh, after that coach Cruz was done. So I hope that he learns from those uh, mental mistakes because he is a great player and he does some really great things. <clears throat> so I hope he rebounds and can provide some minutes against Iowa. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on the Delaware state game. And now I think it's time to fast forward and look forward to Iowa. So Iowa is an interesting team. They've been really good. They've had some nice wins. However, they, they've had some bad losses. So looking at Iowa's record here, they are 8-5 and five, uh, so far this season. And they've had some good wins, and they've had some rough losses. So you know, looking at their opponents, they had a nice win at Clemson, 74-71 uh, to 71 in the tournament where they met them. Uh, so that's a very good team. They lost to a uh, ranked TCU squad. They beat Virginia Tech. They lost to Duke by 12. They lost a close one to ranked Wisconsin in overtime. And they had a tough loss to Eastern Illinois, which that was really unexpected after their big victory over uh, Southeastern Missouri. So this, this Hawkeye team is very streaky, so it is tough to know. Uh, what time kind of team is going to show up at the BJC on Sunday. Uh, and they're kind of a team very similar to Penn State in the fact that they kind of live and die by that three-point shot. And their most recent game at Nebraska, it was uh, a tough going for them. And they got down by as many as 21 points early in this game. Uh, they were getting some good looks. And I would just, you know could not knock down a three. Just it seemed like there was a lid over the basket at one point in the game. They had an eight minute run where they didn't score a, a single point. So, you know, the Cornhuskers did a really good job shutting them down and uh, shots weren't falling for the Hawkeyes from, from deep. So, you know, Nebraska really benefited. They had some guys that were you know able to and Derek Walker, take it to the post and, uh, drive re really well. Uh, Nebraska is a team that definitely scares me when Penn State goes against them. Uh, Greasel is a uh, a fifth year uh, senior point forward, so he's a graduate transfer. Uh, really good player, has a lot of range. So uh, the Hawkeyes had their hands full, and they were no match for Nebraska and Lincoln. Nebraska was just really physical. Uh, they really beat them up on the glass. Uh, Nebraska out rebounded them. Uh, 45 to 35. So 
absolute monster performance. They had more blocks, seven to four, and this was a really difficult time. And uh, Iowa had the same shooting percentage as Penn State. They were only 25% from downtown. And that's kind of uncharacteristic for the Hawkeyes. And another thing the Hawkeyes struggled with is they struggled getting to the free throw line. This has been one of the teams in college basketball that is really good at getting to the free throw line. And not only that, they make a lot of those free throws. They have a very high free throw shooting percentage. However, they were only five of eight, which is good for 63%. And, you know, Iowa, they shot 73 shots in this basketball game and they only made 19. So they only knocked down 26% of those shots. Nebraska, much more efficient. They are 24 of 59, made 41% of the shots and they were eight of 22 from downtown. So they definitely hit a, made a lot more out of their opportunities. Uh, better from three, better from the free throw line. They were 10 of 14. Uh, and this is a team that even created a lot of turnovers. Nebraska had 13 turnovers and Iowa only had five. So Iowa is a pretty disciplined team in terms of taking care of the basketball. Uh, however, shots got to fall for these guys. And if shots aren't falling, then you know it can be a long day for Iowa. And when you, when you watch this Iowa team, uh, just about all their guys can shoot. Uh, Perkins can shoot McCaffrey, uh, you know, coach McCaffrey's son. Uh, Murray's a good player. The forward of Braca is uh, very solid. And then there's also Connor McCaffrey coming off the bench. He likes to shoot the three. So uh, definitely have to watch out for the McCaffrey brothers and Murray, the forward. They're both really good. He just came back from injury and he was their leading scorer with 17 points. So um, this is a, a Hawkeye team that, can score in a lot of different ways, but mainly from the perimeter. That's where they they live and die. Rabraka is kind of the one guy they end up that they like to get more involved in the post. Uh, Dix is another good shooter. He uh, he took a couple shots in this game. So a lot of different guys uh, that can shoot around the perimeter. Iowa is a team that has a lot of length. Uh, so while they're not the most stout team. They do have a lot of different players that have a lot of length. So defensively, I think that could give guys maybe like Cameron Winter, who isn't quite as tall and doesn't have as quite as long of a wingspan. That might alter some of his shots. Um, so we'll see if that frustrates guys like him and Andrew Funk. So it'll be really interesting. Uh, will Jalen Pickett struggle with that as he goes to the post uh, and posting up defenders? So that's something we're going to have to watch and see in this contest, I could see this game uh, going either way, depending on what Iowa team shows up. I think this could be a game where uh, Penn state goes on a, a 12 0 run and then Iowa counters with a, a 15 0 run. Like I could see this game going a lot back and forth. Uh, once Iowa hit their, their first three, uh, they went on a nice run of their own in the first half to make it a more manageable, manageable game. So uh, this is definitely a team that they can get get through a drought at times, but they can also score in bunches and make a lot of baskets really quickly. So this is something that's something that Iowa can do well. Um, however, I, I do have to question their mental toughness after seeing them struggle on the road at Nebraska and uh, seeing them lose to Eastern Illinois at home. So that just. Uh, that makes you question the toughness of this Hawkeye team. And we know Penn state, uh, relatively speaking, has been the tougher basketball teams in most of their matchups. Uh, 
while I don't know if Penn State is quite as tough as the Nebraska team I saw, um, Penn State's a pretty darn tough basketball team. So I think that um, this could be a solid matchup for Penn State, especially if we can limit the amount of three pointers that they can take. So I would, if I was Penn State, I would be trying to force Iowa to try to drive to the glass more and hope Keba Jai can alter a lot of the shots because that's something he has been doing really well recently uh, as he's been playing and growing as a player. So my comedian prediction for this game is that Penn State is going to come back to life in this contest from downtown. And that's the most important thing for this Penn State basketball team is knocking down threes. Coach Shrewsbury has been saying, saying since the slam and jam and this team is going to make a lot of threes. And this team needs to back it up. And they made nine against Delaware State. However, I think you're going to see a lot of improvement from this team. And I think this is going to be a very fast-paced game. Lots of threes. Lots of going back and forth up and down the court at a, a high speed compared to some other teams we faced. So I, for my communion prediction, I think we'll make twice as many threes as we did against Delaware State. So I'm going to say Penn State makes 18 three-pointers. That is my communion prediction. Shots are going to fall for the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. And for my final score, I'm going to have a close one. I, I have Penn State winning 83-82. to 82. A big win in the BJC, very similar to their double overtime win last year. And it's going to be good times in Happy Valley. And I think uh, Iowa just falls short on the road. So everyone, we, we we do want to thank you for listening today. If you'd like to support the pod, please tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review so that other Nittany Lion fans like you can find us. Interested in new episodes? Uh, you can stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening. We want to remind you that we are the Nittany Blues Podcast. Have a happy new year, and we'll see you next time.